Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Jeremy, we're going to have a little bit of a different start where, you know, everybody is totally used to hearing you, so they're really weirded out <laughs> right now. But I talked to my, my friend a little bit more about uh, the uh, Guardians incident, if you will, where, you know, he spent $17 on an individual lightning lane to get a broken attraction and uh, wasn't able to, you know, or, or was able to just get test track as a result of that. Yeah. And uh, he said that the cast members, both at the attraction and in guest services, were not nonchalant about the, you know, not being able to help him. But it was more of a, we are unable to assist you. Like, even, or, or not do we or don't we want to help you, we have no choice but to, to not help you. Right. Our hands, our hands are tied from on high sort of a thing. So we, we had talked about that was a possibility, which, which is not better. No, no. Well, it's not, it's not better, but I wanted to, I wanted to mention that because we had discussed that as a possibility. Yeah. And when he said, yeah, th no, that's how it was. I wanted to put that out there because I just want to reiterate that getting mad at the cast members is not the, uh, you know, or or being upset that cast members are doing this is not the the right thing because sure. it's not that the cast members don't want to help you. It's that the cast members are being told not to, or or that you know not being able to have the ability to help you. And essentially, what he was told by guest services is, I can I can pretty much give you anything else in the park, but I just I can't do anything with Cosmic Rewind because I'm not allowed to touch that sort of a thing. And hmm. so he actually he was the one who decided on test track because he knew that it would it would go quickly and or you know as far as availability would go quickly and it was something that his kids liked to ride. But at the same time, you know, I I don't think that our what our our issue was not with oh gosh, test track is not a is not a good trade for Cosmic no. Rewind. It's that whatever attraction you would have said, we would have said is not a good trade for Cosmic Rewind, right? right? Yes. So I just I wanted to I wanted to put that out there because, like I said, I I am very, uh, what I very aware of the the tough spot that cast members are being put in with stuff like this, and I don't want to uh, to put them in any tougher of a spot. And I did also hear which which. He reminded me of your visit to uh, Rise of the Resistance, right, when it first opened, in that apparently there were a lot of Imagineers there yes. who were asking people, how did you like the ride mm -hmm. and things like that? And he's like, you know, I probably should have just rose a stink with one of them, and then maybe I would have gotten <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, of course, cho chose not to do that, but... Yeah, I guess if you want to if you want to interact with Imagineers, be there at ride openings because you know, it's it's well, those are both e-ticket attractions. I I don't know. Do you think what's the what's the last do you think Imagineers were were there for the opening of Alien Swirling Saucers? <laughs> oh, definitely. You know, was there somebody was there Joe Joe Rody probably made a special trip just so he could be there. 
Right. Was there somebody sitting out, standing out there going, this is my baby, and I want to know, <laughs> how did you enjoy Alien Swirling? So, and, and, you know, that's, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's a little bit to dunk on Alien Swirling Saucers. But ultimately, I'm just saying, you know, those, the two attractions we're talking about with Rise and Cosmic Rewind, those are e-ticket experiences. Mm. I don't know if, if Imagineers well, and, are going to be out for every experience. And both of them are... Uh, not only e-ticket experiences, but experiences that are uh, groundbreaking. You know, they they use ride systems that have not been seen before and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I think definitely it makes sense that Imagineers would be there for those and not a ride that uh, ostensibly is there to, you know, lighten the load a bit on the Toy Story Land. So I wonder, will there be Imagineers out for light cycle run because that is a Definitely. very big attraction but it's not a new attraction doesn't matter it, dude that thing's been under construction for like four years it's a big deal or will or will imagineers be be available for the reopening of the the walt disney world railroad because that's what we all want you know to happen already see that would be is. classic disney they would all be there for the reopening of the railroad because to jump on for the first ride yes. and all that Yes, that would be classic Disney. That would be Marty Sklar would be there to ride the first time. Tony Baxter, Joe Rohde, they would all make a special trip just to be the first ones to ride the Walt Disney World Railroad when it reopened. Um, I don't think anymore. I don't know. I, I The railroad is so iconic. You've got to think somebody's – there's going to be a couple of guys who are – you know, and, and gals, sorry uh, – that are going to show up to to be there for you know it's it's reopening. I think I think there are still people in Imagineering so. who care. I hope they make I, a big deal about it. Right. I now that's the thing is I don't know if they're going to make a huge deal about it, but they're going to want to be there to to see that reopen. Was there was an Imagineer there for the reopening of the People Mover? <laughs> it depends on if Alamo rental car flew him out. <laughs> Yeah, did they did they have all the all the Alamo uh, execs out there for uh, for that for that first ride so they could see what they were spending all their money on? <laughs> Probably not. I can't imagine Alamo's like, yeah, this is good. This is great. I I would I still would love to see the contract. There has to be the term like in perpetuity hidden in there somewhere, and Alamo was like, oh no. It's it's it it is tied in with some other uh you know like bigger contract. This is this is that you know little hidden stipulation in Alamo being the rental car company of Walt Disney World. And you have to put your name. You have to pay for the people mover. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, for for a for just a moment there, I really thought you said the poop mover. <laughs> 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 which is another <laughs> oh man that's gonna be bad the next time i go because that is all i'm gonna be able to think mm. about for that attraction is oh look it's the poop mover oh man um i i saw on reddit the other day um that on today's monday saturday the um cosmic rewind queue or the cosmic rewind boarding group virtual queue at 1 p.m stayed open for two hours and yesterday, it stayed open for three hours. So, 
that was like, okay, man, maybe they've got this this ride up and running and it's working well and everything's great. And then today, the 1 p.m. drop was open for like five minutes. So I have no idea what's happening with this attraction, but uh, at least for two days, it was either running really well or somebody accidentally mashed the uh, capacity slider way, 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 way up and uh, a bunch of people got to make virtual queue uh reservations basically somebody forgot to forgot to hit the close queue yeah, for a couple of days and and that guy lost his job and the new guy is now in there i don't i mean it, it is odd but so i the, you know the thing that's the the thing that's that's odd that really makes this something worth you know pointing out is that it went from three hours yesterday to five minutes today yeah, and and leading up to that, it had been increasing. So if you go to Thrill Data, which is the place that I always go for this kind of stuff, because I don't know where else really tracks it. You know, I think Dub to Dub Stats, their Twitter account tracks a lot of this stuff. But unless you want to search through a, a bunch of tweets, which don't get me wrong, I greatly appreciate that they have all those available, but it's not super easy to read. Whereas Thrill Data gives you a bunch of fun graphs and stuff. You saw that it was kind of trending up throughout the week so that it suddenly just smashed down on Monday is a bit odd. But at the same time, I will say if you look back to uh, the previous week on Saturday, it was open for like 20 minutes, right? Sunday, it was open for 16 minutes and then Monday, one minute again. Is the way that huh. and thrilled out. It basically said this Monday was one minute as well, so it almost seems like Monday is a really really popular day, and maybe uh, maybe that has something to do with the extended evening hours or something like that. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, there was there's at least a you know a very small bit of data there to say that maybe it's just maybe it's a Monday thing. So there's I will a trend actually be happening. Right. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I struggle to call two data points a trend. And we are but, recording this on a Monday night uh, yes, out of yeah. out of phase of our usual Sunday night recording. So we do have a little bit of extra what view into this uh, uh, emerging trend than we normally would. Right. So really, I think the question is going to be, you know, what are Tuesday and Wednesday and so on and so forth going to look like? But I am I'm very happy to see, you know, that the overall trend is some is some more availability now that that availability has not extended into the 7am one the 7am no, one no. like if you look Seconds. on thrill data there are, yeah there there are a lot of days that don't even have a blip of availability i am assuming because whatever they're using to to you know ping the api that tracks this by the time it pings they're already gone sort of a thing so you're still not going to get the 7am one but there, it's starting to look like you have a decent chance at getting at getting the 1 p.m. drop, See, yeah. which then makes me wonder how long are they going to keep this as a uh, virtual queue? I think at least a year. You think a year? Yeah. Man, I I don't know about that. I just yeah, I think that the the as long as that morning one continues to sell out so quickly they're they're not gonna take the virtual queue away although it's so weird because like we have really no insight into why they make this a virtual queue 
you know, why they're doing virtual queues. Everything that mm-hmm. we've said is speculative. So, right. I mean, if they're going by what I think, the reason they're doing this is for data. And a year is like a nice round number to just get data on this new attraction and then set your, you know, Genie Plus individual lightning lane scheduling uh, and move on, you know. Uh, and so, I don't know. If that's the reason, then I think a year makes sense. But if if they want if they want the virtual queue to be gone... I guess do they does Disney like a virtual queue or does Disney like a standby queue? You know, what is what is the what is the best case scenario for them? Is the virtual queue the preferred option and the standby queue is the thing that they just feel like they have to do or is the virtual queue the option that mitigates bad experiences ish at first or gets them the data they need to make the right decisions at first. And then the standby queue is obviously the one that they want. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it works better for them, but I guess it, how long this virtual queue stays depends on that. Right. And I will, I will also say that, you know, lightning lane looking over the past week of data has seen a lot more availability, though what I found very interesting looking. So we initially I initially went into Thrill Data looking for data on, you know, how long the the drops were staying open. Right. Lightning Lane available for longer. But also we're seeing that the third, the fourth, the fifth, then again, the 10th, the 11th and the 12th, they've been kicking the price back up to sixteen dollars. So. Basically, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're going to pay $17 versus the $14. So, you know, that whole like just that just $17 till 631 or, or 530, I mean, uh, it, you know, was actually till 530 and whenever we think we can make that money. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So uh, I... I don't know, man. man How long I is that going to so, stick around? Or I is, was so or is seventeen dollars the new top? I was so wrong because my initial thought with Genie Plus was they can't change the price like this. Like once they set something as Genie Plus and the price, it's going to stay. Blah blah blah. But man, I was wrong. They are like the everything is fluid with Genie Plus. Yeah, pricing, it's, dates, it's, everything. Whatever, whatever the market will bear <laughs> apparently is how they're going to determine what they're going to charge for Genie Plus. And uh, so what? We said it was the 10th, the 11th, and the 12th. I mean, that did lead to more availability of of Genie Plus because, or uh, sorry, Individual Lightning Lane, because Individual Lightning Lane was available, uh, what, till 10 a.m., till 11.45 a.m., and then up to like 12.45 p.m. on each of those days, respectively. Hmm. So... You could get a lightning lane for a for a nice chunk of the day, uh, which also means there was some availability. I don't know. I I need to the fact that I was not expecting all of this when we opened when I opened this right before the show started didn't give me time to look at it. But I'm wondering if you see a big jump uh, at seven a you know at seven a.m. Well, I guess it's also when it opens, right? So. Uh, it well, would, it's it w- when it opens, and it's when everybody who booked Epcot as their park for the day knows they're going to be in Epcot. Because, 
so you have everybody who reserved Epcot going for that one because if they can get on it then, then they can go park hop at two to somewhere mm-hmm. else. But if they don't get it at seven, then they have to try again at one, and that probably and means you're going to be at Epcot all day. Yeah, they're not going to get to park hop uh, at least that early, if at all. So. I, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that the morning one is more popular because you have all the people instead of just the people that are there for, you know, the afternoon. But you know what? I'm going to so so based on two points of data, which you should never make decisions based on, uh, but based on two Mondays, which is the uh, amount of data that I can get for the lightning lane availability as well. I'm going to say maybe don't go to Epcot on a Monday. <laughs> because because last Monday, again, we're recording this on uh, eight, or on 613. Uh, last Monday, the lightning lanes ran out at 831 a.m. And then this to today, they ran out at 850 a.m., which is looking at the past week. The shortest availabilities were, were on those two Mondays. Hmm. You know, it was. Even even Wednesday, which was the next closest, they were available till nine a.m. So you know, almost a full thirty minutes longer than what they've what they've been available. So yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe stay away on Mondays. I think that's a good uh, tip. I, I, again, based on two points of data, or you know, do a little bit more a little bit more research before you decide to go. But man, there's just there's a lot of a lot of weirdness into this as you as you look at it more i don't know i sure hope that they're not in virtual queue for for very long for for a super long period of time but they put in the infrastructure for it so i i guess i don't know i don't see i don't see a year but i could see them doing it i could see them doing it till say like well no i was about to say till like october ish right end of end of october but then you're only going to shut it down for a couple of weeks before you're going to have to bring it back for the holiday crowds yeah. so then really what's even the point so yeah it could i could see you know like january february ish maybe they maybe they drop it again i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens but it's it, it is promising that you will it's looking like you will have a better chance of going to ride this ride Though it's discouraging that if you don't get in, it will cost you an arm and a leg to do it. <laughs> Lightning lane, uh, because, geez, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Do they even know how much I paid, Jeremy? Do they even know how much I paid <laughs> to come I today? Am? Right? So we got, uh, it, this has been a couple weeks, but we got news that Grogu was coming to Batu, And it's interesting because... Initially, Batu was sold as an out of what it was like an out of storyline place that was its own thing, and it was a way for them to create a world that didn't exist in the movies that existed, you know, in the same universe as the movie, but you know, it, but wasn't ever shown on screen, like. I don't know. There was a lot of a lot of interesting decisions made with Batu. Uh, I think we talked about it whether or not that was a good idea a few times. Um, and I know you and I disagree on that because I I have pretty much said from the beginning that it should have been Tatooine. But um, I know that uh, that Grogu coming 
to Batu as a meet and greet really breaks that world that they, you know, said that they were going to build. Um, but yeah, apparently they're going to bring characters from everywhere, you know, into, into Batu for meet and greets. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's just no rhymer. Like this is, this is becoming more of star Wars land, right? Yes. Instead of, instead of Batu, instead of galaxy's edge, you know, it's just because that's, and I think that's what people want. Yeah. They're like, I came to Star Wars land. Where is the Star Wars people that I wanted to see? I mean, honestly, it's I what mean, I want. Yeah, I know. I know. If, if I'm not... honest, that it's... I don't know. I appreciate the ability to build this world. But at the end of the day, like, I want to go to the cantina on Mos Eisley and see Max Rebo playing. And, and like, I don't know. There's... I am not a person who complains when a movie is too fan servicey, and I kind of want my theme park land to be fan servicey too. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I, and I'm okay with that, but that's not the decision they made, right? Right? They made the they made a uh, what? What's the what was the Apple term? Courageous decision. Yeah, they made the courageous what? decision to remove the headphone jack. Yes. Yeah. yeah courage. Yeah. Phil Schiller, yes. famously. Courage. There you go. Disney Disney made the courageous decision, though I, I say that with a lot less uh Tongue rolling of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Than I than I do <laughs> that Phil had the audacity to say that. Yeah. Uh to to say, you know what, we want to tell our own stories here. And I like the idea of tell your own stories. But now they're not going to tell their own stories, right? Now they're just going to tell this is this is Star Wars land. And that I'm just not a huge fan of. Like, Grogu has... Why, why can't there be a Grogu meet and greet over where, you know, Olaf is having his meet and greet right now? Why can't there be a Grogu... You know, why can't you revamp to do a Grogu meet and greet over where the Jedi Academy is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say over by the Star Tours entrance. That would be perfect. Right. There 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 were there are other places that you could do a Grogu meet and greet and keep that as what it is. But I I don't know. I guess the other side of that I would be less um freaked out no not freaked out because i'm not freaked out i would be less irritated by it there we go if maybe in you know season three of the mandalorian i the Ma I know mando stupid. and mando and grogu go to walt disney world for synergy well, no. yes 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 <laughs> i i mean we need we need more of the the synergistic you know the the classic family matters episode where they show up <laughs> But but if they if they have some reason, <laughs> oh I'm sorry, no, get us genie individual lightning lane for <laughs> yes, Soren. individual lightning lane. <laughs> if they had some reason to go to Batu, like at least that would be a little bit better, I think. And maybe maybe they're planning on doing that or something. But uh, you know, because honestly, at this point, I guess I don't have high hopes because suddenly uh, Han and Leia had their honeymoon at the. What the Star Cruiser? Oh, God, yes. So they're not above shoehorning what they need to shoehorn in, 
uh, for you know to service their their what story reasons or whatever, and do it with do it with main characters and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just it feels like this is going to get harder as time goes on, right? Because right now it's it's Mando and Grogu. How long until it's Obi Wan? I guess it depends on how well this Obi Wan miniseries does. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think that... I don't think they could have even imagined in their wildest dreams how well uh, Baby Yoda would have been, you know, received. And, and then you know, then suddenly Ray is going to be, you know, like I don't know. It's just you're going to start mixing timelines, and oh, for sure. I, I just I like the idea of there being a story there. And if there was never like that was never the intention, that would be better. But I don't know. Well, I and just I, I think I, the bigger, I hate that they're kind of giving up on that the idea. Bigger what it, problem, that's what it feels like. The bigger problem with what you're saying is that they will never admit or do anything to to admit that like this is a change. You know, and and but they will It'll just be like, yeah, whatever, you know? Yeah, this is a place, and yeah, Baby Yoda's here. Okay, cool. Like, it, it's not... I don't I don't want to sound like a, a fanboy or anything, but, like, the fact that it means something to you and to me, um, even if, if what it means is different to us, it, it seems inconsequential, you know? It's like... It's it's hand wavy. It's Han and Leia had their honeymoon here, so this fits into canon. You know, don't at me. And it just doesn't it doesn't matter to anybody uh, in upper management or anybody in Imagineering. It seems, and so it just like I I can totally understand how it's frustrating. Um, it, it, the principle of it is frustrating anyway. I'm also, I have found lately, I'm a little burnt out on Star Wars, so that might be why I don't care as much. Because just the last decade has really been very Star Wars-y, and I am just a little burnt out. So I, I think maybe five years ago, I may have cared a lot more about this, but I'm just, I think, I just a, a little oversaturated on Star Wars. Yeah, and so have they actually announced that this is coming to Walt Disney World, or is this Disneyland exclusive as of right now? I believe the only announcement has been Disneyland, but I assume right that it's what's good for the it, goose is good for the gander. Yeah, yeah. So i I was looking to quickly remind myself what you know it, what they were saying about this, and I think it's worth mentioning. Also, Fennec Shand is going to be there. But they make no mention of Boba Fett is going to be there, which they've got Boba Fett stuff because Boba Fett has has showed up before for things. Are they just afraid that everybody's going to see Boba Fett and want to know why Mando has different armor and where is baby Yoda when when Boba Fett comes out or something? Yeah, you know, I also wonder if Boba Fett is maybe being saved for something else. Because, yes, Grogu and Mando and Fennec Shand and them are very popular, but Boba Fett is like, he has a cult following. 
And I think Boba Fett is in a totally different league than the other ones. And so I wonder if he's he's on another level of meet and greet and maybe he's being saved for a, a an event. Like a book I don't of, know. A Boba, book of Boba Fett event. Boba Fett is on a different level than Fennec Shand and Mando. Boba Fett is not on a different level than Baby Yoda. In the current like the the number of fans that would show up to see one or the other, I will argue that there will be as many, if not more, who will show up to see to see Grogu. I would I would say it's the same number of people that would show up, but the baby there's a Venn diagram of oh yeah yeah no you'd have a lot less nerds showing ch- up to see children Grogu than show up for Boba Fett children to middle age on one you know circle and then middle age to grown adult on the other one and they do intersect a little bit but I think the half of the Star Wars population are going to come for Grogu and half of them are going to come for Boba Fett and there's a little bit in the middle that want both but um, yeah no I I agree I think they're both the same popular but differently so and the 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 circle in the venn diagram that loves boba fett is the angry kind of love who if they do something with boba fett that they don't like they're gonna let you hear about it so i bet you they're a little bit more careful with how they deploy boba fett because they don't want the you know people getting angry yeah and and here's here's the the biggest issue that i have with this whole thing right as i said if you were to even give me like a throwaway of mando and you know mando meets up with finnick and the three of them go to batu that would be something right but disney said in their their blog post press release whatever you want to call it we are committed to the long history of batu and a the collection of amazing characters who inhabit the outpost including our legacy characters and original characters and know that we will feel the same about new and future characters from the ever-expanding galaxy of Star Wars storytelling. Now, the important part right here, while we as visitors may be able to experience different stories throughout Star Wars history, the characters on Batuu cannot. They will remain in their specific story and timeline and won't interact with other characters or stories that would not be appropriate for them. That is dumb. I'm sorry, it is. It's dumb. And it didn't like, need to be you're, said. You're gonna, but yeah, I, you're gonna have, you're gonna have. What, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have like man, the Mando meet and greet, and you're gonna stop somebody to say, "Hey, can you tell me where I can find the Mandalorian?" The who? I've never <laughs> heard of the Mandalorian. That I've wait, I've heard tales of someone called the Mandalorian back in the history, or my my my, you know my my child has said that they would think about naming their kid the man like how do you how does any of that work i've that's, heard that's dumb i've heard tell that he's over by docking bay seven <laughs> right right yeah i i don't know but there is a there is i i strangely i strangely cannot walk in this one area <laughs> like every time i do my brain goes fuzzy and I can't and I can't think anymore for a couple of moments until I walk past it. Yeah. So maybe go check out check out this temporal dist- dude. Is Doctor <laughs> Who going to show up at, at Batu? You mean Doctor Strange? Ooh, Doctor Who and Doctor Strange. Let's get all the doctors. 
I, I, just I don't know. Think it's it's getting just, all timey wimey in here, man. That just feels to me like like somebody said, "Ooh, we got to get out ahead of this," and I just feel like they've opened a can of worms that may not have even gotten opened if they had just kind of let this go. Well, and 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 as someone who what uh, who is a who like is the affected audience. You know, the type of person who would care about that can of worms. That statement did not make me feel better about this can of worms. Yeah. That statement made me feel worse about this can of worms. Like, I don't know. I'm irritated that that you're kind of throwing the towel in on Batu, but then to say that you're not, and here's the way we're fixing it, by pretending these people aren't there, that doesn't somehow make it I think you think it makes it better. But all you're like all you're saying is yeah, we know they shouldn't be here, but we're gonna put them here anyway. But don't right? worry, like, Chewbacca's is, never gonna talk to, never gonna talk to uh, uh, Mando. No worry about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. He they never, never the two shall meet, and somehow that is going to make it all okay. I just well, it's just I it's and just I see very... that that's gonna stick that's gonna stick around for like I don't know two weeks, and yes, maybe the meet and greet characters will not, but the the average Batu citizen slash cast member, they ain't going to be able to do that for very long. Well, it's just very, it's very strange to say, yes, this is the same physical place, but the timelines are different. And so like you're walking, like you said, through temporal displacement fields, you know, as you walk around, like it just, it, it's added complexity for no gain to me and i just don't it it i hope that 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 statement kind of just falls by the wayside and nobody really pays much mind to it because i think it needs to just go away just own the fact that you're you're you know not nearly as committed to the original idea because you really really like money well but and why not even just say like Hey, we had the the original idea of this was too constricting and we have all these cool stories we feel like we can tell if we just modify it a little bit or something, you know? Just that's a mea culpa that makes sense and it at least isn't trying to do all this weird stuff that nobody buys anyway. Right, because it didn't like I said, it I just I who is that making feel better? I right, I honestly right. want to if if that makes you feel better, let me know because I want to I want to know how this works. And like I'm not I'm not what upset with you if it makes you feel better or whatever, but I'm honestly wondering how that why. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like le- legitimately. Like not saying that you shouldn't, but I just don't I don't get it because yeah. I don't I don't understand it. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's no, 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 no. I, uh, that's just, that's me going off on on the ranty side of things. So I here's here's what I will say though. That my not that my kids have any clue who any of these characters are because they aren't watching the Mandalorian right now. Uh, you know, maybe maybe when the uh, what. Uh, when the Muppet Babies crossover happens, maybe they can maybe they can catch up with Grogu then or something. But even even so, I think it would be cool to get you know pictures of them with Grogu. So, as strictly as a fan, oh my gosh, I'm my four year old would die. 
if See? Baby Yoda was somewhere that she could meet him. Oh my goodness, right. she would just die. And she has right. never so, seen even one second of the Mandalorian. No, but, but somehow but she came like, home. Oh, it's so cute! She came home from daycare one day and she was obsessed with Baby Yoda. So I don't know, but she would just die. Now, Jeremy, you know the question I've got to ask here, right? Did you, did you, or did you not tell your tell your four year old? Well, actually, that character's name is Grogu, and you need to get it right. I did tell her his name is Grogu, and she said, no, it's not. It's Baby Yoda. <laughs> and I said, okay, yeah, you're right. So. So so let her go see Baby Yoda and be happy about yeah. it. There you go. Yeah, there, there, was, there, is a, there is a positive thing. I had to serve my, I had served my nerd duty one time, but I'm not going to correct my child more than once on the name of a fictional character. That's that is not the hill to die on, my friend. <laughs> there are so many other ones. Don't even fight that battle. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.